Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit macklinmotors.com for more info. Let's go! And we are in the company. Paul Cooney here with John Hartson and Kenny Miller. Great way to start your Tuesday evening. 0808 17 17 700. Both sides of the big two. Well, the race for Scotland's top football pro- Titans, it got narrower at the weekend. Rangers ending a three-game losing streak at home to Dundee United. And then the leaders and the champion Celtic losing for the first time in one day short of a year at St Mirren. John Hartson, it's a funny old game football. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly is, Paul, but uh, I just think, you know, a lot of credit has to go to St Mirren. Mm. They had two shots on goal and uh, they scored twice. Celtic only had four shots on goal. They had 80% play Celtic. But ultimately, you know, the only stat that really matters are the goal stats. Um, and, and the bottom line is, whichever way you want to weigh it up, Celtic just didn't perform on the day. They, they, they just didn't they just didn't play the way their normal self. Um, they only had four attempts. Uh, they didn't have attempt on goal in the first half. Celtic had 18 blocks on their own uh, against their own goal. That tells you how, how well St Mirren played and attacked. So, as I said, 364 days, they've been on an unbelievable run. It was going to come to an end at some stage. Just maybe people didn't think it would come at St Mirren. But listen, you have to give credit to the way they set up. And um, and ultimately, Celtic, that, that record's gone now. But they'll, they'll bounce back. That's what good teams do. And I expect them to bounce back when, when they play Motherwell after the international break. Kenny, most pundits said at the start of the season, Celtic and Rangers would probably beat just about every side. I'm not saying you said they would go invincible, but they would beat most. Nobody really saw that coming, did they? No, not at all. And, uh, and like John says, St Mirren deserve huge credit because mm. they were absolutely excellent. And yeah, they only had two shots in goal. But see, when you get these opportunities in the big games, like Celtic did against Real Madrid and never took them, you have to take your moment. And St Mirren did. They were excellent. A lot of change to the Celtic team. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure there was a few eyebrows raised with the, with the team selection. But uh, as showed in, in the cup, when you make nine changes, you still go and put a performance. It was still Celtic heavy, heavy favourites going at that game. But I said, Stephen Robinson and his team deserve a lot of credit for the way they performed. What about Rangers at the weekend? So three in a row defeats and we know they were Champions League and against Celtic but that was a massive game at the weekend relief more than anything else maybe the 2-1 win against Dundee United because it's three points I think the overriding feeling will be when you when you kind of digest it uh, because it was three really poor results and no so good performances yeah there was an upturn against Napoli if, until, until James Sands got sent off but uh, they needed to get back to winning ways and to be honest it looked like 2-0 you're cruising I mean really that should have been more than one at half time the chance that Ryan Kent and Scott Arfield had in particular were great there was a lot of 
kind of dominance within the game. But when you concede that goal, when your Rangers or Celtic, it starts to get a wee bit edge of the crowd, particularly at Rangers now, when what had happened the three games previous, uh, they're just a wee bit edge and it started to creep in. The fans were thinking, oh, this, this could, we could get pegged back the way we did against Mullerwell last year when we were 2-0 up in cruising. And again, Liam Fox and his team deserved a bit of credit because they had went under a few games, yep. AZ and uh, obviously Celtic, they capitulated and lost a lot of goals. So 2-0 at Ibrox, they could have went under, but they stuck to their task. And Rangers got the three points. So like I said, ultimately that's all that mattered. It stops that wee losing run, gets them back to winning ways. And for what happened on Sunday, it's title race back on. John, the birthday boy, Antonio Cholak, what do you make of the big striker? Two goals again at the weekend? Yeah, he's done well, isn't he? He's keeping brothers, keeping, uh, you know, what was Rangers' main man last season keeping Morales out of the team uh, with his goals and his performances um, and I agree with Kenny I think me and Barry sat here on, on Friday doing the show and Rangers just needed three points however way it came they needed to dig in and they had to dig in as well Dundee United you know they came back from um, you know they could have come back and, and possibly drawn the game but Rangers did well they saw they saw the, the game out and that, that was all that mattered, really. They wanted to win the game, having previously lost the, the three previous games. And um, and it, it worked out to be a huge three points if you look at what happened you know, 24 hours later when Celtic got beat. John, I think I know what went wrong for Celtic. It's that strip, the third strip. It's awful. Do you think so? The grey strip. Do you not think so? Well, when, <laughs> when you think Celtic started with Maeda, uh, Kyogo and Abada, yeah. and that, that was Celtic's first choice front three last season, um, you know, before before Yakamakis started to come in and do very well. So, you know, you could say that there was too many changes. You know, maybe one or two of the lads who did come in, um, they have to realise that when they get their chance, they've got to put something in Ange Postacoglu's mind that, can I now leave this lad out the next game? You've got to make an impact. You've, you've got to do enough just to give the manager something to think about. And at the weekend... And is not thinking that way. Mm. He's thinking these these fringe players, I say fringe players, the likes of Moy, yeah. the likes of Ralston, the likes of Welsh, they may be, you know, thinking, well, I want to be playing more, but that was your opportunity. Yeah. That was your opportunity to come in, you know, and to continue where you left off in terms of Celtic winning. But uh, that's what you need to do when, when you come in and get your opportunity. And unfortunately, on, on the weekend there, it's... Um, you know, Celtic just just didn't get going. They had eighty percent of the ball, but listen, if you if you haven't got an end product, if you've not got a real cutting edge, if your strikers are having a bit of an off day, then it, it can come back to bite you, and that's exactly what it did. That's why you two got the big money, great strikers, and that's what they need. They've got great strikers, just didn't happen for them at the weekend. At the back, what did Celtic learn? That Cameron Carter, Vickers, they missed them, didn't they? And Jens and Stephen Welsh. Well, it would take time to. To, to get that relationship going they missed Cameron Carter-Vickers well for me that was that was the standout miss for me I'll be honest like you know a lot, a lot gets made of the, the front players the O'Reilly's the Jotas and things that are maybe missing because rightly they, they get all the headlines because it's the glamour sign-ins they're, they're the ones that are scoring the ones that are assisting the ones the way particularly the way Celtic play they're the ones that are at the forefront of all that scintillating beautiful football that you've seen Celtic play over the start of the season but they'd lost one goal at the, at the start of the season uh, which is an incredible de defensive record and he's at the heart of it and when he wasn't there there just seemed to be I don't know if that's again he, he seems to be quiet how he goes about his business and how he leads but he defends well he knows how to defend 
uh, he clearly can organise that back line and he has a big influence on that back line so he was a big one for me and again I know they said he was injured I don't know what the injury is but for for Ange and Celtic, it'll be they'll be hoping it's nothing serious, and he's he's, he's quick to come back in the in the game against Motherwell because he's I feel that was highlighted even more at the weekend how influential he is to that team being solid defensively. Yeah, there's no more uh, league football for what another twelve days. Celtic top of the table after seven on eighteen points. That's their first, as Kenny said. They'd only lost one goal, have now lost three, but they're on eighteen points. Goal difference of twenty-two. Rangers now on sixteen points after the win against Dundee United. Hearts on thirteen after the three-nil win over Motherwell. It was an incredible game though, wasn't it? Because Motherwell, I speaking to some Motherwell fans, and they were saying actually Motherwell played really well. And I saw the highlights on your program the other night, Kenny. And what about St Mirren fans and Paisley? in fourth spot now 12 points along with Livingston Hibs on 11 Aberdeen on 10 Motherwell on 10 as well St Johnson on 7 Ross County on 5 Kilmarnock on 4 a loss at the weekend and Dundee United still at the bottom on 2 points and who's going to be the new manager is it going to be Liam Fox all coming up in the next couple of hours here the Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Kenny Miller John Hartson and we're on the socials as well at Go Football Show some messages coming in or you can call us 0808 17, 17, 700. And we're going to hear from Stevie Clark as well because we've got some huge internationals tomorrow night at Hamden, Scotland against Ukraine again. And then Saturday, Scotland against Ireland, the Republic of Ireland. And then Tuesday, we're over in Warsaw, uh, in Krakow, in fact, in Poland to play Ukraine. Massive games. Kenny, you've got many international caps. We'll speak to you. John, six months today, you'll be in Qatar for the World Cup. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. celebrating though, Paul. No. I'm going to stay humble. Two months today. Yeah, you'll be there. Kenny, sadly, will not be. It's a bit of a gear change, though, isn't it? Going back to the international football because the title race is just really getting going now. Yeah, sometimes it's a welcome break for players. You yeah, know, it's, I mean, me, particularly when you <clears throat> you look at Scotland and and what's been built up over the last few years under Steve Clark. There's been a real spirit mm. and fight, uh, and obviously qualifying for the Euros was was an incredible achievement. We just fell short, obviously, in the World Cup qualification mm. against Ukraine. And it has been, it's taken a bit of a little dip for the levels that we had kind of been accustomed to with that with that Steve Clark team. But it's three really, really big games in terms of the Nations League. Uh, real opportunities, tough, it's going to be tough, but it's uh, the team have shown that they can compete with these teams over the last kind of two seasons. And if you take the, the last Ukraine game and the Ireland game, right, like, there's not been too many disappointing performances under Steve Clark's team. And when you look at the players that could be stepping in for the guys that are Missing, it's going to be really a really strong team uh, that goes out tomorrow night. So more than capable, particularly at home with that home crowd behind you. I think it's uh, it's time we start building another good run. Full, we're on. full house both nights, which is brilliant. John McLaughlin's out, as you may know. Grant Hanley and Jacob Brown. And um, the goalkeeper, Robbie McCrory, called up. Hasn't played for Rangers this season, but he did well against Celtic last year, John, didn't he? Young Robbie. Yeah, well, this this could be an opportunity. Steve Clark may well, might use, I think, I think um, Craig Gordon will naturally be the number one goalkeeper. But, you know, it's unfortunate for John McLaughlin who's picked up a knock, but it could be an opportunity for McCrory to come in and and, and maybe uh, play some part with the international setup. 364 days since Celtic had lost the game in yeah. the league. They went to St Mirren, 12 o'clock on Sunday, 2-0 to St Mirren. Um, the goal's coming from Mark O'Hara. Great header from him. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. And George you know, Ayunga getting the second. Here's Ange Postacoglu afterwards. We uh, didn't perform anywhere near the levels that we needed to. Um, credit to St Mirren. I thought they uh, they worked really hard and were committed to their game plan. And, um, you yeah, know, we, uh, we never really got going today. 
Here's his keeper, Joe Hart's reaction. We were poor today. I think we've got to hold our hands up, but we're on it more often than we're not. And like you say, it's, it's tough, it's frustrating, but um, that doesn't define us. Just like when we win 9-0 or that doesn't define us, our hard work will stay the same um, and we're going to keep pushing. What do they do, John? What's the psychology of it? Go to international duty or whatever, enjoy a few days off and come back next week ready for the action. Yeah, well, the, you know, they're a team that, that are quite used to uh, bouncing back well after the defeat. That, that's that's what champions do. Um, Rangers have bounced back very well after after having a few defeats there. Uh, and uh, Kenny's right. I, th- I think sometimes when you go away with with your country, it, it's just different players. You can you can talk about different things. You know, it, it's just a little bit of freshness as well. You catch up with. With a few of the guys, and uh, but as soon as they get back, you know it'll it'll be you know get back on it, you know just get back to winning ways, and it's been a remarkable run, really. Was it thirty eight games unbeaten? So what what they need to do now is go on something of a similar run, um, and what it does, Paul, as well, which is quite healthy for me, it puts away all this nonsense about Celtic already winning the title. You know, I get asked this question, you know, every, everywhere, you know, it's done, it's gone. We, we could have gone eight points clear at the weekend. Well, you know, this is what happens. And as, as Joe Hart says, you know, a lot of the time they're on it. They weren't particularly on it at the weekend. And Postacoglu, the manager, have said it's, they weren't at the levels what they normally are. They never fizzed the ball around well enough. Mm-hmm. You look at the subs that came on, you know, um, Jota came on, O'Reilly came, Hotati. <laughs> and even when they came on, they didn't seem to yep. make an awful lot of difference. St Mirren defended their box really, really well. And when they got opportunity to see the big lad went up for the header, could have made it 3-0 at one stage, St Mirren. So it was a day for Celtic to forget. But again, you know, you have to give um, Steve Robinson and St Mirren an awful lot of credit for that result. A lot of hard work there, wasn't it, Kenny? You both said it. Give credit to St Mirren. Yeah, you need to. But I, I just feel when you do make... When, when I seen the team, even going into the game, mm-hmm. I thought, right, you know what? Ange had alluded to the week before he was maybe going to make a few changes. Obviously, that game was cancelled. Uh, and I just thought going into the international break, when you've got this lead and you're on this incredible run, I thought he might just say, you know what, boys? Go and finish off and you've got a two-week break. Because see, when you make that amount of changes and just maybe just disrupts and it's also down to St Marin they disrupt the rhythm a little bit they're not quite as fluent going forward and, and fast and, and flamboyant the way they were see when you're trying to bring these guys on the up the level sometimes the game's set sometimes the game's set in a mould and particularly when Dunf- uh, sorry, Dunfermline, it's, it's St Marin have got something to protect it just gives them something to hold on it gives them that extra motivation to run that little bit harder defend that little bit better and it's, it was just hard for like guys like Jota to come on or Ayla to come on and really influence the game when it was set at 2-0. It's easy talking about it now, you know, with hindsight, but you know, I'm not going to tell Hans Postacoglu what to do. He's, he's he's been unbelievable since coming in. Um and he generally gets it right, you know, in terms of bringing on subs, taking off subs, bringing on players who make an impact. Made has been great from the bench. Um in terms of these he's, he's, he tends to make three or four mm. at one time he's not frightened to do that he, he loves see many managers sub. doing yeah. that maybe they might put two on or the odd three but Ange's not scared of just making wholesale changes putting four substitutions on but it's easy now with hindsight I, I, I was thinking to myself I'm thinking to myself it's like maybe start with the Jotters and the O'Reilly's and get the game almost one, take nothing away from St. Mary. Even if the guys, even if he'd played his best team, it, it may well have been different. It, it, it might not have been, but maybe play... Uh, and I said Jota, Maeda and Abada, by the way, that was Celtic's front three. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's a little bit of talent, a little bit of goals in that front three as well, by the way, you know. So, you know, maybe start with your best 11. It's, it's a thought. Uh, I don't know what the Celtic fans think, if they, if, think yeah. if they want to ring up and have an opinion. But And then get the game almost won. Get one in front, you know, with with, with yeah. the run that you've been on, the momentum that you've been on, and then make the changes where almost the game is won. That's basically what you were saying as well. You're both agreeing maybe it was the wrong way to start the game, but who can criticise Ange Postacoglu given what he's done? Kenny, what happens some days? Some days you're just off the boil, well, the, isn't well, it? Well, in any, an, any job. That was, the next, that was the next statement. I said it a week ago, Celtic can't play that well all the time. You know, it's absolutely impossible. They will strive for it. There is no doubt about it. And Andrew doesn't seem someone who's ever going to rest on his laurels. He's always going to keep pushing the lads for better performances and to improve as each week passes. But the reality is, some days you come up against a team that set up a certain way or, they, or they've just got the bit between their teeth and maybe you're just slightly down on your performance. Uh, and, and it happens. There are some, the best teams in the world... Have, have wee periods with the dip and it might even be periods within a game or it might be over a course of two or three games Celtic will just be hoping look the next game around we need to get back to our levels again we need to get back to our fast flowing stuff and we need to get back to winning ways because when you've lost a game at any old firm team you need to respond after a defeat and the one thing Ange will be addressing is that when you get your chance it's a really tough team to get into Celtic they're full of quality you know if you want to have a moan up if you don't want to train, I'm not saying anybody's not training properly, anybody's sulking, by the way. But if you want to play in this team, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for when you are called upon. And at the weekend, there was three or four there that weren't quite up to it. Kenny, we talk about the great days you've had. Same with you, John. Can you remember a day when you've gone out and nothing has happened for you? Oh, many a yeah. time. <laughs> Listen, yeah. loads and loads of games. There's been heavy defeats. Yeah. Uh, we're really, really good teams at Ibrox. Mm. Where, where you, I think we lost 3 0 to Kilmarnock one day at home. I think Hibs there was a 3 0 at yep. home. And it's just like sometimes it's not necessarily just down to you having an off day. Sometimes it's just the other team's day. Like everything mm. the hit goes in. But there is periods you can't maintain as much as you demand. What, you, you know what you're hoping for? You're hoping for when you're setting such a high standard, which the old firm teams have to set, that. If somebody's going to have an off day, it's maybe one or two. Maybe three you could yeah. get away with, but the other seven or eight drag you through. But when you've got five or six there and the other team are at the peak of their powers and again, like I say, when they've got something to hold on to, it just becomes a tough task to then raise the game a level or two and I think that's what we've seen with Celtic on Sunday. Paul, I can remember 2003, you know, back in when I was playing for Celtic. We beat Liverpool on the Thursday night in the UEFA Cup. Um, and then on the Sunday, we play... Inverness away really tough game um, and then uh, Martin O'Neill makes 10 changes and we get beat 1-0 yep. so we go and produce an incredible performance at Anfield in Europe under the lights with a historically brilliant sure. and then we come back with all that changes everything momentum uh, players coming in not quite at it uh, not and at that changed the level. title that year didn't it you just lost out to Rangers you know yeah, at that, the end of that, that yeah that was in yep. the Scottish Cup actually that game on ah, right, Sunday sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. and uh, we got beat 1-0 which you yeah. think well it can yeah. happen yeah. But it changes momentum though yeah. that, that, that's the yeah. point you know when you make all these changes and see the thing to, to be fair to certain like, like players that are coming in like John saying there that the boys that are coming in might know they might know, but particularly at this stage of the season, they've not quite got the minutes that everybody else has got, you know. So, yeah. and again, Ange was talking about this getting everybody a kind of level in minutes. So, when they are called upon, they can bring their A game. But the reality is, no matter how hard you train, 
you're, if you're not playing regularly week in, week out, it's always hard just to be right at the top of your game. We've got Kenny Miller, John Hartson here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. The Go Radio Football Show, Tuesday evening edition here with Kenny Miller, John Hartson, two great strikers who are with us. They're informed tonight, not off the ball, as uh, well, both of their teams have been in and out. Celtic, great start to the season. Rangers, not so good. Turning to Rangers now, we're taking some calls. Uh, Kenny, it's been such a tough time for Rangers. Champions League, great to be there, but they were off the boil. And GVB, you know... Under pressure, is that too strong to say? But going into it on Saturday, the atmosphere was going to be difficult if they got anything less than a win. No, it would have been. And I think even in the aftermath of the result, there's been a lot of kind of disappointment in how the game finished and they never yep. really went and pushed it when it was when it was 2-0 and, and went on and got a, a real convincing win because it did look a wee bit like hanging on at the end despite there being a lot of really, really good chances for Rangers to really put the game to bed. I think that also comes from a few weeks ago when Celtic going put nine past under United. You know, you're, you're always getting held against the other team and compared to what they do and what they don't do. So it's a, it was a win, you know, that was it. And I think under pressure is probably... It's probably a bit premature sure. for that, yeah. but had it not been a win, mm. then I think it would have been definitely applied in that with yeah. that statement. I think Sunday I mean morning. the noise around the place was, you know, going questions about what's gone wrong at Rangers at the moment, despite the fact they got to Europa League final, almost won it. Here's the manner, his reaction. I think it's similar to what you were saying, Kenny, after winning two one on Saturday. I think very important win for us. You know, in the last weeks, um, you know, uh, was very difficult for us. You know, with the results that were uh, not going our way, but today was all about the three points we started the game really well good chances in the beginning to already uh, have a 2 or 3 nil lead Only we scored only once but uh, big chances to, to score even more I think this game was too close until the end because you know with a 2-0 uh, advantage second half we should have extended the lead more now we, you know we had like, the last minutes we were uh, you know a lot of pressure not to concede the second goal Craig's on the line Craig is that how you saw it on Saturday? How you doing, gents? Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Look, three points was the most important thing, I think. There's no doubt about that. But I did say that for me, you know, the last time I was on, that I was hoping for a bit more of a clinical performance. I think in the first half in particular, we should have been out of sight. The chances we created, and it seems to be a theme, we're creating very good, not just half chances either, very good chances. And they're not being converted. You know, our field had one again, where he's almost in the centre of the box and manages to you know, fluffies lines, um, doesn't even get it on target, which I think is poor. Um, you know, so there are bits of that we have to be careful with because in the end up, we made it more nervy than it had to be because, again, conceding a goal, it's not even, you know, it's well worked for Dundee United. You know, you have to give him credit in the way they pass it around, but it's far too easy the way they pass it around. Nobody get tight to a man. Um, and in a lot of ways, it felt like the back four were just kind of watching and admiring what they were doing so you know yeah happy enough for that and I suppose you know we <laughs> you know I know John wouldn't have been half away but certainly St Mirren yesterday on Sunday done is a massive favour and all so it can you know football can change your yeah. mood quite quickly I'm, I'm happy enough but still think there's a lot of room for improvement uh, particularly in the defensive side Okay John you watched it as well Yeah no uh, it's a win uh, Craig and I think if you'd asked Giovanni von Brunkert for a I'll say bang average is probably the, the, the wrong word but not at their scintillating best Rangers and they just needed to win I, I think it was a big relief for the football club the supporters 
that they picked up three points. Um, you know, having previously, as I said, uh, lost the previous three games. But saying that, the previously the previous three games, you did play some very good teams um, in that. So. Uh, a win is a win and as I said if you'd asked Giovanni von Bronckhurst look today you're not going to be at your best but you're going to get three points he'd have chucked that and uh, you know it, it's always vital that you just keep winning I think either side of the Rangers performances or Celtic performances if you know you know your um, the other team is playing the next day you can put that little bit of pressure on the opposite on the other team uh, I don't think Celtic felt pressure from Rangers' win they just never played particularly well and it, it happened to be a huge bonus in Rangers clawed another three points back and, and now the difference is two points. But it was always, it's always going to be a really good race this year again. You know, More I, defeats I, to come, John, do you think, for both oh, of them? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, Paul. I, I, I think it'll be unbelievable if Celtic were to go on another run or Rangers like, yep. like, like Celtic year. have just been on. One whole year without, without losing a league game. It's incredible. Just shy of you, John. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I I see. This has got a technical here right here. Kenny, yeah. what about the youngsters that came in then? He made a few changes. What did you think of McCann and King? We've seen them a few times. Listen, they're good players. There's no doubt about it. Uh, did I expect to see it? No, I didn't. To be honest, no when you've put a lot of investment into that back line. But uh, I think it shows how much Giovanni trusts them. They obviously are doing their doing their best training every day and showing up that they deserved their slot because Giovanni wouldn't have handed them if he felt he never deserved it and I mean McCann I've seen him for a few years now and he's, he's a very very good player you know and I think he's seen that in spells he had a couple of chances he's one of the players in the second half in particular really good opportunity fell for him in the same area as Kent and Arfield and, uh, and he completely missed it but he's a really good technical player good really intelligent footballer it was good to see him get a game you know and even more pleasing is like for those players that have came in and have won because had it not it wouldn't have been a great afternoon for them but they performed very well both of them Craig did you detect that confidence that young Charlie McCann seems to display oh definitely you know I think he, he's definitely a, a talented young player and uh, you know I've seen him when he featured in the, the game against Queen of the South as well and he does have that an air of confidence about him which I think you need because you know listen if you're a young player and you're coming on at Ibrox um, you know at, at any time that, that's going to be that's real pressure on, on your shoulders at that age so for him to have that confidence about him it's it's exactly what you're looking for um, for your young players uh, I do think though that I think that we need to get some players back up to speed back mm-hmm. into the fold because the one thing that you know as much as it's great to see these players you don't want to constantly see a squad that's been filled out on the bench with young players because I mean yep. look at the bench Celtic have got they can bring on even against it Mum already lost but they were bringing on you know the Jotas the Hattatis Jack and Marcuses, you know we've got players like that we can bring on it's just about getting them I think fitter and getting some game time into them but no I'm I'm happy to see these young players get that time and you, know, you never know where the next uh, Nathan Patterson or a Kieran Tierney um, or an Alex Lowry here's the manager speaking about the young stars Charlie is developing really well it's always nice and good to see you have uh, players are coming out of your uh, your academy to play in the first team I think both deserved to play uh, today and uh, really pleased for the, both their performances and what about the 29 year old the birthday boy Antonio Cholo? I think it's uh, it was now a game uh, after a tough period for us because uh, we had like three losses in a row but yeah the important uh, thing was to come to the winning track again and this we made today of course we want to score more goals create more situations and yeah to make the game maybe more faster but um, all in all um, yeah we scored 
these goals what were necessary for the win and uh, now we have a, a break uh, to work on every detail. Kenny, he reacted well to having been dropped for Morelos uh, last week. It's, that's the way to come back. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, the one thing about Cholak, since he's came in, he plays with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like he, he's loving life in Glasgow. He looks like really like grateful. He feels it's an opportunity he wants to grasp at a fantastic club and he's, and he's done that at the start of the season. He's nine goals in 13 games. So you, you, you can't ask to be sitting with too many better numbers than that, to be honest with you. The, the thing that will always be there is the Alfredo Morelos factor mm-hmm. because he's been the talisman for the club for so many years and scored so many big goals particularly in European nights that he's always going to be there breathing down his in his neck but what a position for Giovanni to be in to have two guys at it I mean the sooner Morelos gets back to his the best I mean, it's, it must be brilliant for Giovanni to have that headache it's a headache that, that he would love to have that he's going to have when Alfredo gets back to his best two top strikers vying for that pushing each other on the way Celtic have got Giacomacus and Kyogo fighting for it and there's always constant debate who plays should he play in this game because he's more physical should he play because he runs behind more and he's more of a threat and sharper Rangers are going to have that with these two players because until Cholak does not look like he wants to give this jersey up John? Well, that's what you want. You know, you, you want competition. You, you want both players wanting to play, you know, uh, busting the gut to play. I read some of Morelos' comments um, saying that he really means a lot to him to get back in the team and work for his place. He's got competition. Now, maybe times before he hasn't had really that other number nine really felt maybe his place was was naturally just there you know yeah. each time but came out roof with the injuries came out roof yeah. yeah but it'll be difficult because with Cholak in such good form you know you'd be a brave man to leave him out now you know because he gives you something different as well he's he's he's, he's different he, he can pull away on the back post and he can head it back across he's more of a target man I think Morelos is running down the side you know he's backing in he can create chances himself um but also going back to what Kenny, I, I think the the caller said, yep. when you've got kids who come through the academy, you know it's fantastic for the manager and the support is always like that as well. And I think in Ange Postecoglou, particularly GVB, he's willing to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. I always think, Paul, you look at that Arsenal kid at the weekend, fifteen oh, years of age, fifteen. Yeah. I always think if <laughs> yeah. if if you're if you're good enough, you know you're young enough. You know, play them. If, if they see something in them, then give them a go. You know, I always think that. Craig, final thought from you then. The international break is coming up. Um, how are you feeling about that? Is this a good time for you maybe to regroup before Hearts, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend? Uh, absolutely. No doubt about it. I think it is a good time to regroup and, you know, work out some of the kinks. I think there's players, you know, like Tavernier that have been, you know, playing with some we know, so it'll be good to get a bit of rest for them. Um, and, you know, listen, Hearts, away at Tynecastle, it's not an easy place to go. Um, we, we did manage to go there and get results last season, um, but it's tricky. Um, but I always think, and I don't know what the guys think, these are the kind of games I like us to be playing first because if we can get the trickier games out of the way and get the points from them, it's almost as if it's right over at you now, Celtic, because they're going to have to go to Tynecastle and, um, you know, Almondvale and, you know, Pataudry and all these places that we are, <clears throat> you know, will have been to first. So it gives that we impetus if we can get the points. St Mirren. Uh, I'll throw St Mirren in there, Craig. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, you never know. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep. Craig, Scotland tomorrow night. What do you think against Ukraine? What's your scoreline? You're a great student of the game. What do you think? Uh, tough one. I'm doing, but I, I think 2-1. Uh, I, I think we can get the three points in the boat. 
Craig, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show. Loads of calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. After the weekend when, well, you know, the Rangers score 2-1 at home on Saturday. Hibs losing, uh, winning 3-1 over Aberdeen. It was Aberdeen who scored first, but Hibs 3-1 up against a 10-man um, Aberdeen we'll speak about that in our GAR you know we've got a new thing which is the Go Radio assistant referee so instead of VAR we're doing GAR in a little while and that's maybe one of the ones to talk about Livingston beating Kilmarnock 1-0 and John I'm thinking about um, your predictions at the weekend along with Barry you weren't far away mm. uh, St Johnson Ross County 0-0 and then on Sunday St Mirren uh, it was the shock of the day beating Celtic 2-0 and then Motherwell 0-0 Hearts 3 and yet the the Motherwell fans seem to be pretty happy we'll talk about that shortly uh, Kenny you saw all we saw you in sports scene the other night you're on tomorrow night as well with the, the big game at Hamden yeah looking forward to it uh, I said transfer Scotland to build some, some momentum again big game against Ukraine obviously you turned us over in the in the World Cup playoffs so we'll know them very well mm. so you, you know the threat that they're going to pose and what they're going to bring to Hamden very good team but so are we I mean, I'm looking through the squad of players at the moment it's a really high quality squad of footballers there in front of me so who are you uh, seeing give us a few that oh, you well, would listen, pick out for me yep. you've got uh, Billy Gilmore I absolutely love him Callum McGregor the heartbeat of Celtic's team uh Really like the two of them in the midfield, and I, I, I would assume the two of them will be playing in there. Again, one it takes you. I mean, Kieran Tierney for me is just an outstanding football. You know, whether he's going to play left wing back or left back instead of Andy Robertson, or whether he will hold his position at the left side of a back three. Again, that's up for Steve Clark. If he does play back three, does Greg Taylor get the nod? Because he's been absolutely outstanding for over a season now at Celtic, and I think he started this season well, none more so when you're throwing him into a game against Real Madrid. Yeah. And he's actually performing at the levels he is. So it might be time. A player that, that Steve knows really, really mm. well. So he, he knows what he can bring. And I'm sure he's delighted with the development that he's seen him in his game over the last kind of year or so. So it'll be interesting to see the team. But you, when you go through it, Scott McTominay, Man United, yeah. Turnbulls, Ryan sure. Christie's, these types of guys, Shea Adams playing in the Premier League, Ryan Jack again. It's great to see mm. him back in the squad as well because I feel he can bring something to that midfield if required as well. So I think it's a really, really strong squad we've got despite missing out a couple of big players. Yep, and John, Greg Taylor, of course, looks as though he could well play and he well, he played against Shakhtar just last week. Mm. Yeah, his form has been yeah. good since the end of last season as well. He's yeah. uh, he's come on to a, a better game. Um Knows his roles and his responsibilities. Certainly, when he plays on that left hand side for Celtic, he pushes forward. He gets back. He puts crosses in. He's he's he's, he's a big um, cog now in yeah. that you know in that in that Celtic lineup. But I like the way as well that Stevie Clark likes to play two up. You know, you got yeah. good, you got goals in Dykes and Che Adams as well. Um, but to do that, you probably will have to play three at the back mm -hmm. to put them two strikers up top with wing backs. Did you two ever play against each other for Wales and Scotland? I'm just trying to think back. I don't know if I don't it know did if happen. Did cross no. pass. Yeah. Kenny arrived mm. at Celtic in 2006, the year I left. Yep. I remember like looking around the track and he was about three three laps ahead of me. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about because that was that first yeah. day. That would have been the nine laps in 12 minutes. I got <laughs> stuck in favour. Yeah. I never yeah. got nine, by the way. But no, Kenny yeah. would have been good to play with because, you know, I, I, I played with the likes of Craig Bellamy and yeah, I played with Paul Kitts and these mm -hmm. guys, Larson and... You know, Kenny is was the ideal player that would get on to to the big to the big knockdowns and stuff like that. He would make flick ons look look good touches from me. But Craig Bellamy always said to me, "I'm re I rely on my centre forward." Yeah. You know, for the ball would kind of be a focal point that he'd rely on getting in and around me. If, you know, and I I try and 
you know, he'd play off me type of thing. Kenny was very similar to mm. Craig in that sense. So I think we'd have did okay if we if we had played mm. together. Did you get his peg then after he'd gone in the dressing oh, room? I was still in there, so I was yeah. away in the corner somewhere. All the big hitters were on yeah. the other side. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> hardly. Had Sutton gone by then? Was he still there? No, he was gone. He, he was gone. gone. Yeah. Hearts and Sutton and Larson had just gone and uh, you came in you had a good year at Celtic that we've talked about it here on the programme before um, we've got John Hartson Kenny Miller and me Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming next The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go G-A-R the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with JoeJunk.co.uk the right decision when it comes to same day rubbish removal Yep, every week we look back at the weekend, everyone talking about VAR. We've got Gar here on Go Radio, Go's own assistant referee. We've got John Hartson on the panel tonight, along with Kenny Miller, two impeccable students of the game. They know a thing or two about international and club football. So, and Kenny, you've got your uh, pro licence on the go. How is that? Are you nearly at the end of it? Yes, we're almost uh, at the end of the line. I mean, there's still, there's still a wee bit of work to do for some, but... Uh, a couple of days together at the at the Scotland Island game this week Friday uh, with a few kind of presentations on the course and, and, and findings from everybody that's been on it Saturday there'll be a bit more and we'll watch the game as well support the boys hopefully get the result against Ireland on uh, on Saturday night but yep we're, we're right at the finishing line now just, uh, just got to tidy up everything get the last wee bits ticked off and hopefully that'll be it done Good luck to him John isn't it? Absolutely for, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I was going to do my badges. I can remember doing them with Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira and Derosh and Roberts. And I got wow. my A, B and C yeah. license. And then I got ill. The cancer sort yeah. of hit me for six. And then I had, and then I, when I came over, got over the cancer, I got a bit stronger. Yeah. And then I had a good offer from Satanta. Remember Satanta? Yeah, I remember, yep. With yep. Terry Butcher doing the games. And then yep. I went into the media. And I dipped my toe a little bit yeah. in the management. We can see Kenny's going to take it seriously. He's had a number of coaching roles and obviously Livingston, and which yeah. is good if that's what you want to go into. But I, after I sort of got ill, I, I just got a bit uh, disillusioned with yeah. it all then. And as it happens, you know, I've, I've kept well, on a decent run in the media since. Certainly have, John. Yeah, and it's our gain in the media here on the Go Radio Football Show. Right, the weekend, we've looked at it. It wasn't the most controversial weekend, was it? Two things uh, we talk about, first of all, in the Rangers game. Did Dundee United have claims for a penalty on two occasions? Kenny, what did you think? Oh, well, they had claims. Yeah. <laughs> soft claims. Uh, You're and, a lawyer. And ones, uh, <laughs> yeah. and ones that I felt were, were dealt with correctly uh, if, if had VAR been in uh, or Gar had Gar been mm-hmm. in it yeah. would have been uh, it would have been interesting but you would really have to have looked closely to see a, potentially a bit of contact with Tillman the on Tillman the ball because yeah. uh, again it did look a little bit uh, rash uh, mm-hmm. but I think when you look at both I think the referee dealt with them pretty, particularly the first one I first one no question they, nah I don't yeah. think there's any mm-hmm. question I don't think the second one was a penalty either. it would have been very very soft I mean you've seen them given but uh, again the old uh, Kind of theories are uh, getting penalties at Ivrox yeah. are, are tough, but I mean, you need to be uh, doing something <laughs> really bad to lose a penalty. But I think the referee got them right. To be yeah. honest, we uh, would have been really, really harsh had anything been given against Rangers. If it had been Kenny Miller of Dundee United in the box, you'd have been down. You'd have been you claiming would, them for fun, yeah. absolutely. But uh, I still yeah. think you would have been. I think both were kind of playing for them. John, uh, don't think there was that much in it. So Liam Scales at Aber- Aberdeen, the goal up and uh, they lost 3-1 at Hibs. But Aberdeen were playing well. So he was booked um, for a tackle, which I think you'd agree was that a yellow card, the first one? Because a minute later, he's off. But 
with the first one? Is it not a yellow? You know, I, I felt on first viewing, it might have been hard done by on both. Uh, you can see why the yellow was given for the for the first one, but uh, on, but the second one, like really really clever for Ryan Porteous to, to to play it the way he did, and uh, I thought it was really harsh, harsh to, firstly for a penalty, and even harsher to then give the second yellow. It almost looks like Ryan Porteous initially he's got his arms around well, that's exactly Liam what I Scales <laughs> that's exactly what and I then Ryan Scales goes down and then Porteous follows him down um, I, I think it's a little bit harsh as well uh, even the first one I've just seen uh, it's it, it's probably a yellow because the ball has gone you know he hasn't got all of the ball I think uh, it's a little bit messy that one but Probably, but I couldn't see much wrong with the the one they give for the penalty. And it changed the whole flow of the game. You know, Hibs were actually all right, but before the before the sender off them were pushing to get back into the game. But at one 0 when you're one 0 up and you're always expecting a response, particularly for a Hibs team at Easter Road to come and and put you under a little bit of pressure. But Aberdeen were kind of dealing with it pretty well. But once this once they went down to ten men, Hibs took control. And, and to be fair, they were worthy winners mm. uh, after that. But it was a, it was a real real turning point in the game. Who would be a referee? I often say it. Mm-hmm. And when VAR comes, so on the Dundee United claims... I still think we'd still be debating it, Paul. Mm-hmm. I really do, because the referee might give it mm-hmm. and then you're saying it was never a penalty or he might not give it and you're saying it was definitely a penalty. I think that's the, that's going to be the beauty. We will still be in here on these shows debating mm-hmm. these refereeing decisions when VAR comes in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, before VAR comes in, we've just both looked at the decision uh, with Scales' sending off and we can look at it, you know, fifty times, and we can still disagree. Sure. You know, I think that's. I don't think. Oh, look at that! His arm is up there. I'm not sure if his arm is up there. You know, these type of things. So, I think VAR will 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 look to clear it up a lot better. Um, but you you still have you you still have decisions that you think well that, that weren't right. With Joe Junk, that was the look at Gar. You quite like that one, Kenny, isn't it? It's your first time on with that one. Yeah, play on words, yeah. Barry will be in tomorrow night. He'll be raging that he missed it this evening. He loves uh, just looking at VAR and Gar. It's funny what you... I mean, we all see it different ways. When you saw... I watched the sports scene highlights. When you saw the reverse angle on the Liam Scale situation you know, with uh, Ryan Porteous. Ryan Porteous, for a young player, was he was clever, wasn't he? It's not the right thing, but I saw it differently. You then. know, I think initially... well. I want to give him a wee cut him a wee bit of slack and say yeah. initially all he's trying to do is give a wee nudge to maybe get that half yard so right. if the ball comes in that area mm. he's got the half yard to maybe go and win the header but then I think how many times I've seen it kind of happen and it, he's, he's, he's playing and he's, he causes the contact he then brings more contact by pulling scales in towards him and he goes down he goes down and mm. buys a penalty you know it's a uh, it's clever play to it's the dark extent. arts yeah that, that's exactly yeah, it that's what it arts. is plays it well ok some of the headlines tonight well Scotland you know about those who've pulled out and uh, Robbie McCrory the keeper the number three keeper at Rangers is in because John McLaughlin is out through injury Grant Hanley and Jacob Brown out as well following discussions with UEFA there'll be a minute's applause ahead of the match against Ukraine tomorrow night in memory of the late great Queen so that will be tomorrow evening before kick-off Scotland against the Ukraine at the weekend uh, the headlines well Celtic a surprise 2-0 defeat at St Mirren credit to St Mirren as both John and Kenny have said here's Ange Postacoglu at full time I just don't think there are any elements of our performance that were reflective of the kind of team we want to be we didn't really create kind of opportunities we wanted to we weren't you know really strong defensively it was it was you know like I said as a collective overall it just 
didn't reach any near the levels of what we wanted. You shouldn't have to lose to, to learn some of the lessons we did today. I thought we, we kind of already knew that we need to perform at certain levels and um, disappointing, disappointing for our supporters because <coughs> they've obviously got to you know, sit on this for a couple of weeks now and um, we've got to make sure when we come back we hit the ground running and, and um, get going again. And Giovanni van Bronckhurst has reaction to Rangers winning after three defeats. Well, it's important because, you know, we don't have the, the full squad uh, together for 10 days and uh, it's good to win the first block with a, with a win. And, uh, you know, we can now uh, work towards hearts in two weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy that today uh, the most important thing were the three points. More of your calls coming in. We touched on it earlier. What about that young player at your old club, John, at Arsenal, Ethan Wanwery? Mm-hmm. 15 years, 181 days old, and he's in the first team. He's, he's, he's the youngest player ever to have come on in the Premier League, isn't he? Yeah. You know, remarkable. Arteta, Arteta just said his words were, I, I, I just had a strange feeling. I had a feeling this boy's going to be magnificent. He's going to be one for the future. And I thought, well, you know, he's been training well. He's caught, he's caught the eye, and uh, he didn't start. He came on. Came on. He? That's he right. Came Late on in the game. Sub, yeah. yeah. So, and Arsenal had another great win. They're flying, by the way. This is nice yeah. to beat uh, Brentford three 0 Not easy going to Brentford either. You know, they, they found out last year, they, didn't they? Well, they thought Man United was it four 0 earlier on in the season yep. as well. Yep. No, Man United were in that period where they weren't particularly playing well themselves. But still, it's not an easy place to go, Brentford, no. and win three 0 But as I said, Arsenal. Jesus almost like playing like he's got a point to prove he's he's been left out of the Brazil squad for the coming upcoming games but they've got a 26 man squad I was listening earlier on and uh, he wants to get in that Brazil squad for, for the World Cup and currently he's not in the squad Somebody who is in the England squad and he could have been here in Scotland two years ago Ivan Tony. Yeah. so uh, mentioning you know your old club I like uh, Arsenal Sel- up against Brentford Celtic yeah. could have had him indeed Think, could they have had him, John? Would it, I, I yeah. think I think there was there was a, a, a bid, I believe. So I'm being told allegedly, and Brentford wanted another million or another half a million, and Selig wouldn't quite go. You know, they wouldn't push the boat out to go that extra. And in the end, they lost a player. I think he went. For, he was at Peterborough at the time, yeah. and then he went mm-hmm. from Peterborough to Brentford. He's had a couple of good years at Brentford, being promoted, come through the Championship there. Now he's starting in the Premier League. Got an England call. So yeah. it's important. Sometimes that can happen. You know, clubs are linked with players, and it's it's like coming through the ranks as a player. You know, you are gonna you are gonna miss one or two. Course, yeah. You know, naturally, mm. one or two do skip the net. Mm. Look at Declan Rice, for instance. Mm. You know, he was at Chelsea. Brilliant. Chelsea didn't see him as a future player. Now he's worth probably £100 million performing for West Ham. These, these things, you know, can happen. F spots and maybes, Kenny. Ivan Tony, he's definitely a player, so he'll be up there challenging Harry Kane, but he's probably going as a replacement, as a sub for him at the World Cup. We don't want to talk too much about the World Cup. What age were you when you... And made your debut. Was it, uh, your first professional well, 17, game. Yeah. Was it Hibs? Yeah, 17. Yeah. Yeah. I told, I've said before, I remember seeing yeah. you playing Kilmarnock. Yeah. And you remember the game? Yeah, I absolutely do, yeah. I interviewed you, man. Well, of the one match. of my favourite teams, actually. Oh. One of my favourite teams to play against, to be honest. I seemed to be fortunate enough, I'd score against them quite you a few times. You scored how many so, that day? Uh, there was a couple when I 2 0 win that mm. day, yeah. I remember it was a winter's day down at Coma. It's the first time I saw him play. So what age were you 17 at your first game? I'm just thinking there of Ethan, the young Arsenal player at 15, because that's going to be a label that he'll have for a long time. It's incredible. You know, it really is. And it speaks 
volumes for Arteta because they've started the season so well after a number of years where Arsenal have been underperforming and they're at the top of the league and yeah. or they've been jumping now so they've got a chance to go back top in a really important game and he chooses to put a young player in the squad. Yeah, listen, when they're winning comfortably and he can see the way the game's going, it becomes easier to do. But even to involve him and in, in, at the start to, to potentially bring him on, it shows real trust in the player and, and a real braveness for the manager to actually put a player in of that age mm-hmm. and even in his squad. So you were an oldie, you were 17 when you played for Hibs for the first time. Uh, John, what was your I was, a, I was a bit older, huh? Paul. I, yeah. um, I, was, I was 18. I was 18 at Luton. We were debut yeah. against Brian Clough, Notts Forest. And, and home and away, was it Kenilworth Road? Kenilworth was it? Road, yeah. yeah. And my old mate uh, Mark Crosley was in goal mm-hmm. that day for Forest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my debut yeah. for Luton. And then, um, obviously, then... Uh, I played a couple of games under David Pleat, but I had a good experience. And Kerry Dixon, the Chelsea legend, was was at the club. Of course, he was a great player. Yeah, wasn't to, he? Uh, Scott Oakes, if you can remember Scott Oakes, his, his father was in Shawadi Wadi, the band. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, it's like what was Shawadi Wadi? No, no, I remember. Oh, you remember? Yeah. But it was only food yeah, and Scott horses. Oakes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Oakes, Wadi, yeah. one of the lead singers or a guitarist or something. That's going to take us up to the yeah. news, and then the next hour with uh, the favourites here: John Harson, Kenny Miller, Paul. Kenny, loads of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 and we're also looking forward to tomorrow night Scotland against the Ukraine that's coming up after the news service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.com. This is Paul Kinney coming from the heart of Glasgow. We're here in the Gorbals with John Hartson, Kenny Miller, two great strikers. Although admitting you did, John, the other day that, you know, you scored a couple of hundred goals. Fantastic. But you were saying, but you missed chances as well. And that's uh, part of football. I probably missed more than what I scored. I just said to Kenny off end, yeah. he said exactly the same. So when you're talking about teams missing opportunities, in the Champions League, you may only get one. may only get one or two. Um, and that's what you pay the money for, you know, you, for goal scorers at, at the highest level. But um, I, I always had a concern when I never actually got a chance mm. Uh, you're thinking, am I doing the right things? Am I getting across my man and my movement? Blah blah blah. But when you're missing two or three every, it's it's not that much of a problem because you know the goals will come. Kenny, I've not seen your head during the program for a couple of weeks. What are you thinking for the two big clubs in Europe? Uh, Rangers first of all, Anfield next in a few weeks' time. That was always going to be. Well, is it the toughest game? Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be tough now. See when the the, the start that's been uh, losing the first two games. Like away from home is always tough, you know. So you could think, right, okay, you're at you're at Ajax. It was always going to be tough to get something, but the performance wasn't good enough. At home in Napoli, the performance was way better, and they're well in the game until the sending off. So there was improvements, and you can take heart from it and positives. But when you've now got a back to back against Liverpool, uh, albeit they're not playing their best stuff at the moment, uh, it's going to be tough to see Rangers progress at all. To be honest with you, uh, unless they produce something special in the next two games. But Celtic, I think of. 
should have won the game against Shakhtar. No doubt about it, should have won the game. Should be sitting three points, should be sitting nice in the group with a, a double head against Leipzig that is nowhere near as daunting as, as what, what range I've got against Liverpool home and away. And with the performance against Shakhtar, you would expect that at home they could they could definitely get something uh, off that. So it's a it's a really interesting, uh, really interesting kind of dynamic of both groups. But I do think Celtic with that no winning that game mm. is is massive because they. Did, I mean, we're talking about just off air. They dominated, you know, yeah. the game even mm. in the, the first hour against Real Madrid. They could have been one or two up. So it's uh, really interesting. If I was to say who's got a better chance of qualifying, I, I would have to say Celtic at this moment in time. Some great crowd noise in the background there. Yeah, Thank you. Was, we're absolutely. looking around the studio, um, but it was good to get that atmosphere in the background. It's true, John. For the two of them, you've had a few days to think about it again. What about for Celtic then? RB Leipzig. They'll go back to back. Yep. Double edit, isn't it? RB yep. Leipzig away and then home. Um, I don't know how good RB Leipzig are. You know, they they they, they lost at home 4 1 mm. to Shakhtar Donetsk. Celtic should have beat Shakhtar. Uh, and then RB Leipzig the following week then go to Dortmund, who are not particularly um on top form themselves this season. They went to Dortmund and won 3 0. Mm. So it's a bit of a mixed bag from RB Leipzig. So very much look at their results, look at their team, Paul. I don't know if I'll be doing the game yet. I did the Shakhtar game on the comms, but uh, mm. it's a tough one because Celtic have to rely um, on taking their chances. Domestically, they're scoring goals for fun, but they, they've um, you know they they need to they need to take more opportunities when they come. Uh, Kenny's right. I think I think Celtic are good enough to beat Shakhtar at home. They finished with Real Madrid away on November the 3rd. So they've still got Shakhtar and Leipzig to come at Celtic Park, um, where they are you know, extremely strong, uh, strong. So are Rangers. Rangers were in particular last season in, in the Europa League. So, you know, it's all to play for. Rangers, I think, have got a really, really hard group. We saw what, mm. how good Ajax were. Ajax have just been pipped last minute to Liverpool away. Um, Napoli as well, a hard place to go, Napoli. Mm in Naples but a brilliant venue by the way when you go there is it yeah it stinks of Maradona yeah the Maradona everywhere just, you go it's yep. magnificent what, what a stadium Napoli is what a, what a what a place you know a city incredible place to go and play football Kenny have um, you played there no I'm not no, no. no the I, I went there I went there with um, with Five Live a couple of years ago to do um, Arsenal who played who played Napoli actually, actually won the game yep. That was the year they got yeah. to the Europa League final under Unai Emery and lost oh, to course, Chelsea in the final right. in Azerbaijan. Yep. Remember that one? Yep, I do indeed. Back here then, it's uh, Champions League football. It's a pity it stopped at the moment, but it'll be back before we know it, Kenny, because it's, there's great hope and it's great to have the big two in the biggest tournament in uh, club football in the world. Of course it is. And you know what? After the international break, there'll be games every week leading into the World Cup pretty much. So it's... Uh, I mean, they're going to come thick and fast and you're going to find out your fate, whether you've got opportunities, probably probably off the back of this double header for Rangers anyway. I think it'll be either put to bed or they'll have got a, a little glimmer of hope. Celtic, again, you're going to see where they stand against a team that they're going to be competing with, probably for for second spot. So it's uh, it's really interesting. But brilliant to have both clubs in there. Uh, they've worked very, very hard, both clubs, over the years to put the results and performances on in Europe to get the opportunity to get us two clubs back in the in the Champions League. So uh, they're either enjoy it, but they need to make the most of it. Some questions coming in on the socials for you at Go Football Show. First up, here's Joe Hart speaking after Celtic's uh, defeat in Paisley. We learn from it and we, and we move on. Just like, you know, you can't be... 
too emotional when you win. You can't be too emotional when you lose. It wasn't through us not representing properly. We, we put ourselves out there. We just, you know, we got frustrated by a team that took their chances today and, and, and played a strong game. We're going to look forward and we're going to look to win the next games that are coming. Stephen's on the socials. You first, John. He's saying, what about Stephen Welsh? Is he, he's not quite good enough, is he? What's your thoughts on it? Well, it's, it's difficult when you're coming in from the cold. Um, I've got to say that. Mm. Stephen Welsh had a good run in the team uh, not so long ago mm. and actually did okay. He, he's still relatively quite young. Um, but Celtic's main tool, I believe now, <sighs> Carter Vickers, definitely. And I think Maurizio Enz has played his way in. Um, I know Starfelt has got better. But I, I think Carter Vickers and, and, and Jens, uh, for me, um, would would be and and when you're when you're out for a while, like like Steve, um, you know, like, what, like 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 yeah. sorry, like Welsh is, yeah. And then you come in, it, it's hard to get going again and find mm. your form straight away. And uh, he is only twenty two, as you said. He's a young. He's still a young boy. That's yeah. why Celtic have kept him because obviously mm. they've seen they've seen something in him, um, but. Again at the weekend, you know, so they've have conceded two goals. Just you know, they've not conceded two goals all season. Mm. You know, and it's easy to jump mm. on people's backs after one defeat. Let's not forget, we 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 are mourning about the Champions League results, and we should have beat Shakhtar. We should have done this. How long has it been since we've had the both clubs in the Champions League? These are great days, Green. I know we all want to win and we want to perform, but you know, let's be realistic about it. You know, and. Uh, I like Welsh. Welsh yeah. is all right, uh, but he's not the main centre no. half. He sure. probably knows that, you know. He probably knows that, and he probably he knows that he's yeah. only going to play when there's an injury or whether Ange wants to rest mm-hmm. his couple of his main defenders. Um, I'm not going to be critical of okay. Welsh or any of the players. Mm-hmm. I think the application was there. It's just that they had one of those off days. It can quite easily happen. Kenny, what would your pairing be then? Cameron Carter Vickers. He's nailed down, isn't he? Yeah. Who would be alongside him for you? I agree with John. I like, I like, and it's, it's, listen, it's not a decision to make, you know, but I've signed uh, Morris Jens for a reason. Uh, I like the look of him. I think he brings a good bit of presence and size to the to the team, something that's been thrown at them that's maybe been lacking over the last year or so. Uh, he looks he looks pretty comfortable on the ball, either foot. Uh, he's got a presence for me a bit, and a bit of style. So I like him. I mean, he's, it's between the two of them. It's who's going to be playing well. At the moment, Jens has got the chance with, uh, with Starfield's injury. But uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers for sure. And moving forward, for me, it would be it would be Jens. You'd go for Jens as well. Celtic top of the table on 18 points. Rangers on 16. Hearts on 13. St Mirren along with Livy on 12. Question for you, Kenny. It's from M. Scott. Sorry, I don't know your first name. If you had the chance at the time, would you have played for Hearts, given you played for Hebs and obviously you played for Rangers and Celtic? Would you have played for... Just to complete the set? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Listen, there was actually a, a wee mention of it towards the end of my career. Uh, when I was leaving Rangers, so what time? Because you were so you were three times at no, Rangers. Sorry, when I was sorry. leaving at the end. At the end. When I was then, right. just at the end, it was uh, it was mentioned uh, potentially, and then a few things happened, managerial changes and what have you, and it went a went a different direction. So it was uh, a big club, good club, brilliant club in our country. It's, uh, I mean, it wouldn't have put me off at, at all uh, if I'd had played for if the opportunity had been there, and I felt it was the right opportunity at the time. Then absolutely. Incredibly brave that though from Kenny there. Yep. You know, it's like played for Hibs and you know you wouldn't mind playing for their biggest rivals. Played for both Celtic and Rangers. Me personally, um, 
I, the way I think is, if, if I'd have gone, I had a chance to go to Rangers once I left Celtic. So David Murray called me up and said, look, we'd like to sign you now. Um, the medical is gone. You know, you've had your time at Celtic. I was at West Brom and uh, I, I don't think, right, and I don't think I'd have ever been accepted at Rangers because of my success at Celtic. Mm. And the 110 goals I got for Celtic, I always felt I just well go and chuck them down the river because I'd never be forgiven. You know, uh, it's a huge driver, sure. and I'm not knocking anybody. No. I, I said I admire sure. Kenny for mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. But with me, it's like even, like all my family, I grew up born and bred Swansea supporter. Mm -hmm. I, I I just could not sign mm -hmm. for Cardiff. Or for all, and I'm not being, I'm yeah. not Cardiff at a great club. No money in the world. Really, big. I couldn't do it. For my, my life changes that day. Yeah. You know, my life changes because I, you know, I know an awful lot of people in Swansea and everything else and my love is in with the ground and everything else and I couldn't do it. So that's why I've got incredible admiration before, for people who actually do do it. Before I throw it to Kenny for his answer, what I'm thinking is, Kenny, the first time around at Rangers, you were very young. You're from, I haven't asked you this, you, you know, you're from Edinburgh. Um, I think it was Rangers was your team though, but it was earlier in your career. Whereas John, you had how many goals you just said that you'd have to chuck in the, the bin? Over, over so, 100, yeah. See, by then you were John Hartson. Absolutely, and, and that, that's exactly it. That's right. what, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to see where, if, I, if I'd come at a different stage, you know. But John Hartson had represented Celtic, won so many trophies, scored so many goals, scored so many goals against Rangers as well. Mm. So it was a different stage in our career. I had a year at Rangers as a young player and then the opportunity came to go to Celtic, to, to go to a club that I felt, well, we're, it was going to be playing Champions League football, which I'd had a small taste at Rangers, which I loved. We've already talked, it's the elite level, the world, mm -hmm. world club football. So it was a chance to do that and go to play on a team that were going to go and win trophies as well. So that was the that was the mindset. And I was there a year as well. Mm -hmm. And then the opportunity to go back and work with Walter Smith and Alan McCoyst. You know, it's... It was different times, different scenarios completely. Albeit, you're still making the same decision, but it would have been harder had I been five years at Rangers to then go make that call. John? I get that. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, that was uh, very well put. Yeah. Everybody listening here would give anything to be playing at the level that you both played at. And I'm sure, are you aware of that? Do you realise that, that most people, you know, in the media, but more importantly, the listeners, did love to play for mm. at that level or in any professional football you're really lucky Kenny aren't no, you've you got, well? listen yeah. it is a privilege and it's one where you're younger you're, you set out your, your goals and you, you've got ambitions and you want to do it you are still one of these guys that are, when you're young before you've made that debut or you've become that established player that you're still hoping because it's, it's sometimes the hardest things to stay at the top you know it's to stay in the game for, for, for as long as you can but for me I was I genuinely can say this it was never taken for granted you know I did appreciate going in every day that's why when I was at 40 training on the AstroTurf when I was at part at Thistle where it wasn't ideal you know but every day Ian McCall would say to me listen you can only we're doing eight runs you, yeah. you, you can you can do four I was like no gaffer I'm, I'm, I'll do the eight and you still did it you know I'll do the eight I, I don't want yeah. I want to keep training I want to do things right so it was a, it was it was a privilege it was never taken for granted who was your inspiration then to make it in football because you'd see lots of great players at school or whatever you, you know but determination but who inspired you most you what? know like we, we've, we've all got our heroes when we grow up of players that, that we watch on the TV I mean Super Ali was one of mine mm -hmm. uh, 
had three guys. I mean, Ian Wright was. I was asking you a little bit, right? Yeah, I yeah. used to love watching him. Alan Shearer was was one of my biggest Plus, heroes as well. Yeah. All forwards, you know. I always yeah. knew I would be a forward despite starting out as a fullback just to get a game. Yeah. Uh, I always <laughs> wanted to be a striker, but I used to watch my dad all the time. I mean, my dad was a really really good player. Mm. He played in the in the kind of amateur circuit, running up through Edinburgh, all the kind of teams. Your your Whitehall Welfares. He played yeah. in the Scottish Cup in mm. names who I actually played against mm. for Stennis Muir a few years later. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, but I used to go and watch stuff to sneak in the car every week to go and watch them and it was uh, that way I mean I really got the bug there I mean, that's probably when I was about four years old five years old trying to just fall because we never, we never drove he would be getting picked up so I would have to try and sneak into the jumping about or, or get into the back seat if he would let me but it was uh, that's I used to go and watch them every week and I just had the bug you know we'd be on the pitch at half time like you would or before the yeah, game at the end of the really. game as well so it was uh, yeah these guys but I used to, used to go and love watching my dad play John for you then what was the inspiration for you? Well, I, I think growing up in Wales, in, in predominantly a, a rugby, rugby country, yeah. you know, rugby is Wales' number one sport, but we produce some incredible footballers. Mm. You look at the rushes and the houses, and and I, I was really blessed because with my country, I played with Rush Hughes. You know, I had pictures of these guys on my bedroom wall. Yeah. Iconic growing yeah. up, you know. And I went on to play with them both, and then with with Arsenal then I signed and me and Wrighty played up top and Dennis Bergkamp played in behind in the hall and not a bad front three yeah. and, and then when I come to Celtic I, I played with yeah. Larson and Sutton you know and yeah. that's without mentioning Saunders and, and Bellamy mm. and, and, and Sheeda was a, such a good centre forward you know a focal point would win free kicks get his team up the pitch could head it and not the tallest Alan only about 5 foot 10 is he not? I yeah. could leap oh. um, you know so I, I feel very mm. blessed that, you know, that Kenny's probably feels the same, that when you start out, you never quite hit, think you're going to hit the heights mm. that you are going to hit. Um, and I, I'm more than more happy from my parents and my children yeah. growing up now that they can be proud of what I did. You know, yeah. not, not so much me, but I made my parents proud, especially mm. when they used to come and watch me at the Millennium Stadium playing for Wales. Yeah. And my children now are growing up and they, they can say, oh, this is what my dad did. He played for this, he played for that. Doesn't always help them, by the way, living in Edinburgh, playing for Celtic. But, you know... Um, <laughs> Come back in that one, Kenny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. because of who their dad is, obviously. Uh, yeah, sure. But yeah. um, I suppose we, we all have to put up with things like that, I suppose, course, with your yeah. children. It's unfortunate, but that's where we are. So, yeah, like Kenny, I, I feel very blessed to, to have had the career that I've had and... So I've stayed healthy up until a few years ago, mm. uh, and that's that's the most important thing in life is, is health. Of course, John, and you had your biggest battle uh, with cancer, and everyone was hoping and praying for you. No, and here you God. are. Yeah, you know, thank you, mate. Good he's, words, he's, kind he's, words. He's come back, it's absolutely true, isn't it? I love the fact that you compete so at that level. Uh, the two of you, but I, I listen to the banter as well. I think it's one of the things in the Go Radio Football Show. We're trying to bring people together. You know, there's uh, more that unites us than divides us, and. Uh, to wear the colour of your country must be so special, John. We had John singing in Welsh last year. We're going to have a break in a second or two. <laughs> so are you singing before the end of tonight, Flower of Scotland or something? I'm not singing it tonight. I'll be singing it tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be singing it tonight on the show, that's for sure. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> some pre-record or something. 17700. I'm not a bad chanter as well. Uh, well, well maybe a wee Flower of Scotland uh, before uh, the end uh, of the show. That's it, but we'll do it tomorrow, Paul. All right, right. okay. <laughs> Quick break and then we're back. Also, um, in about 15 minutes, we're going to get the predictions from the weekend of Barry, Graham, who was the caller, and John. You weren't too far away, but you can imagine the result that uh, burst the coupon. Not that you would do the coupon, John, I know that. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah we'll talk about that but some international we'll hear from Stevie Clark next there's a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu and from uh, Antonio Cholak The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors visit their brand new Toyota showroom at Kennis Head Road Darnley Let's go the score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. Specialists in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors. Yeah, we're going to do it now. In fact, let's look at the score predictor from Friday. Kenny, I know you had some predictions as well, so we'll check to see how you did. But I don't think anyone got it right about what would happen at St Mirren at the weekend. It was Graham who was on on Friday. And Graham, well, I'll tell you how he did. John, you were pretty close with quite a few of them. Hibs against Aberdeen? you remember what I you said? I went with that one, yeah. I went you did? to you, win. You went um, Hebs, um, and that was right. Uh, Livingston against Kilmarnock. Went Livy. I think you went Livy yeah. as well. Uh, Rangers Dundee United. Yeah. Yeah, 2-1. St. Johnson, Ross County. Did I say draw? I think you said a draw as well, yep. And I actually said Motherwell Hearts draw, um, and obviously Celtic, that was the big, uh, if you're into the betting, the big coupon uh-huh. buster. Mm. We're not encouraging it. It has to be responsibly. Yeah, I think you may. Have... I reckon a few St. Mirren fans would have had a little wager on that. Yeah, though, and that we? would be great, wouldn't it, if they did from their point of view? Mm. Um, Kenny, what did you have at the weekend? What did you think beforehand? Well, I tell yeah. you what, would have been. Yeah. I would have fancied Levy, obviously yeah. Rangers. I probably would have called nil nil by the way, Ross Ross Kenny, St. Yeah. Johnston. But again, you would have had sure. Celtic all day long, and I just thought, I thought actually, I fancied Hearts, but mm. I, it was interesting to really interested to see how they would respond after coming off the back of the Thursday night game. I didn't think they would have won as comfortable as that. Hibs probably would have done me as well, to be honest. I would have had, I would have maybe would have went Aberdeen at that. Yeah. Graham went for Motherwell to beat Hearts, just checking here with producer Chris. Um, Celtic, so Barry went, John went, and so did Graham. St. Johnson is what uh, Gary went for. Would that be right? Yep, he did. He went for Rangers. He went for Livy. And uh, he went for Aberdeen. So... Listen, this weekend, I'll tell you how much can be won on the score predictor. It's uh, £1,300. So that's with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. You can win it. So Friday night, someone will be on. No one's got it right so far. So £1,300. And just for coming on, there'll be £100 as well. This is go.co.uk. Kenny, you cannot enter it, okay? No problem. This is go.co.uk. Get them all wrong anyway, Paul. Ah, I know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> if it was that easy, uh, everyone. But it's going up and up. So Scottish football, that's the thing about it. I was speaking to a friend who said he's, going, he's a great football um, nut. He loves his football. He's going off English football. He thinks it's too bloated, too much money in it. They don't care. And he loves Scottish football. Kenny, can you identify with that? You know, it's like, is there too much money? Well, it is what it is, isn't it? But the product is is still absolutely incredible. The quality, I mean, I, I love watching English football. The, the, the money is going up and up and up. It's like, it's, it's madness. It really is. But it's it's what people want to watch, you know. It's the, the money that the clubs are bringing in now is, is incredible. Everybody wants to compete. Uh, new owners coming in, trying to make that kind of giant step into the Champions League and break into that top four. There's a lot of statement. It's a good watch. It really is. It's a real, real impressive product, the English Premier League. And John, every Celtic fan will be hoping that uh, Ange Postacoglu doesn't go anytime soon. Last week, they were talking about Brighton. Obviously, they've appointed uh, a new manager. Now they're saying Leicester City, and that would be ironic. What a twist that would be if if Brendan Rodgers goes and if he was replaced by Ange Postacoglu. Would he go to Leicester? I don't know, Paul. You'd have to ask him. Um, I can't answer for sure. him. All, all I all I know is is that Celtic must, and I think they will do everything in their powers to keep Ange Postecoglou. 
certainly won't want to lose him. Uh, I think we have to be respectful to Brendan Rodgers, who's still in the job at Leicester. Um, but you look at you look at um, Brighton. They've just got twenty-seven million for their manager Potter off Chelsea. Is that how much they get? Yeah, yeah. I think they wow. got ten million down, mm-hmm. and I think Potter had a fifteen million uh, release clause wow. or something in that. So uh, with everything else. Our producer told me earlier, and he went on, and he said twenty-seven million. Wow! So not to say yeah. that Celtic yeah. would accept anything, but you just don't know. Mm. You never know in football. And as I said, you know, uh, Ange, I think, is here to stay. But nothing can surprise you, mm-hmm. can it? Nothing can surprise you in football. I think he enjoys his job. I think he likes being Celtic manager. The fans love him. Fans absolutely mm. idolise him. Look at the job that he's done as well. And and you'll always get you'll always get you know other clubs um, coming after your manager or players sure. if they're doing particularly well. And it's no different for a manager, you know. And and the, and it goes the other way as well. Only two weeks ago, the Rangers fans were calling in talking about Giovanni van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. losing his job. Yeah. You know, he's under pressure, he's, he's this and that. And I actually called somebody out. I said, you did? Yep. I said, you can't say that. I said, he's just, just got you to a Europa League, European final. You know, so listen, things can change very quickly in football, as we all know. But I do know that uh, he looks very happy, doesn't he, in his role, you know? Kenny, first of all, uh, Brendan Rodgers is still the manager of Leicester. They've got a better run of games coming up. It's been tough. They were they were ahead at Tottenham the other day and then 6-2 was a, a terrible scoreline from his point of view. What do you think, first of all, about Brendan Rodgers? What's going to happen? Listen, I think he's earned the right to get the mm. time to turn that around. Uh, for me, he's still one of the best, if not the best, British manager about. Uh, he's had a, a tough summer, I would think, as well, in terms of the recruitment, in terms of... A lot of his players when he lost for fan, obviously. Michael again mm. are still what of the club left. Mm. Also, his big players, Telemans, are still there's been constant speculation surrounding him. I think he's in his final year of his contract. Mm. Madison and Barnes, I think, were subject to bids as well for, for other Premier League clubs. So and that was off the back of no signing anybody until Fafana actually left. Mm. So it's been a tough, tough summer. Questions will always arise of why that, that's actually happened. Why there was no players brought in to freshen the squad up. But I do think you watch them play, they still play some really good stuff. Yeah, they yeah. got beat They got beat well at the weekend and they've lost way, way too many goals for, for a Brendan Rodgers team. But they're still playing some really, really good stuff. They're still good, good players. And I, if I was, again, if I was a better man, I would I would back him to get them out of that, that position. Set pieces is the problem, but he's brought someone in, hasn't he, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, to help sort that out. What about Ange Postacoglu? What do you think, if he was asked to Leicester, if the job's available? And it's like John says, like you, you don't know what he's thinking. He... It does look very happy in the role at the moment and he's absolutely adored uh, at Celtic. It's it's one of them where, though, Angel have ambitions, you know, and, and being maybe managing the Premier League, I'm, I'm sure actually managing the Premier League will be one, well, so, sorry, one of them. And that's no telling, t- telling what he should be doing or what he should be thinking, but I just think it's natural for any player or manager. You've always got aspirations to move on and, and manage at the top, top level, play at the top, top level, and whether it be it might, might not be England it might be in, in Germany or it might be in Italy or, or or somewhere in Spain that he might fancy going at one point or he thinks he would like to manage there so it's until the t- time comes you'll never ever know when the opportunity is presented in front of him this we want you to come and manage our football club then he'll, he'll have a decision to make because the way it's going it will come suitors will come the way Celtic are performing and it's not just that it's the way he carries himself yeah. you know the way he carries himself he, he looks a class act but of course he's managing a team just now in the 
Champions League, Absolutely. which you wouldn't get at Leicester. Brendan Rodgers came really close two years running. You wouldn't have got at Brighton. So, And that's the thing for Scottish football. We just don't have the same money in it. But these are massive clubs, Celtic, yeah. Rangers. And, and, and Kenny's right. You, you don't know. But what I would say as well is if you're... You know, if you're Dermot Desmond, who owns the major shareholder at Celtic, um, clubs clubs would go to him first. That's the first phone call. Phone the owner. Can we talk to the manager? Is the manager available? So then um, uh, Dermot Desmond probably then go back to Ange and say, look, there's this ridiculous offer here. Um, I don't want to accept it. Uh we know, give us another two, three years, carry on the success. Uh, he'd plead with him, don't go now. Mm-hmm. But in three or four years' time, let's be realistic about it, he's ambitious and he yeah. may want to go. But I think if the situation arose, this is how it generally goes, and it could well happen, because Andrew's doing so well, you've got Leicester up for grabs, you've got other, other, yeah. other managers might more, lead sure. the Premier League. Yeah. And the man will be ambitious. He'll be ambitious about taking Celtic into the into the the, the next phase of the the mm-hmm. Champions League. He'll be ambitious about winning more league titles, and then is is you know he gets he'll get more interest then from other clubs. Not mm-hmm. not that's not the reason why he's doing it, but that's what generally will happen. And then Dermot Desmond will say, "Look, give us another three years. That would mean you've been at the club for four or five years." Keep winning. Give us something because we give you the chance. Mm-hmm. We give you. We're not many people had heard of Ange Postecoglou. I know loyalty doesn't really come into it, really, players and managers. But give us a couple of years, and then you can go and have your dream move. Something like that might happen. Kenny strikes me, and I don't know him as a man who will commit to something, and he's creating something. He's got a real potential of creating a, a legacy at Celtic. I think most people know at some point he will move on, but. You reckon you'd be astonished if he left this season, would uh, you? Listen, again, it's, it's when opportunity knocks. You know, it's like striking with the iron's hot. You know, two, three years' time, they might have lost two league titles to Rangers by that point and they might be getting sacked. It's just the nature of the, it's nature of the business that you're in, not just in Glasgow. Mm. In football, we, what, you, you see managers in jobs for, I mean, what was it, Jack Ross had seven games? Yeah. Seven games. It was. You know, Sean Maloney, a good friend of mine, 19 games. Yeah. You know, managers that can turn really, really quickly. Uh, particularly in Glasgow because there's one team winning there's one team yeah. losing it's effective how it, it's always going to be that way so it's uh, I would be at this moment I would be surprised if he left but what we're looking at at the moment there is nothing in front of him t- to ask him would you fancy this or would you not fancy it so it will come as long as his team keep keep performing the way they are at the moment we said earlier who would be a referee who would be a manager Although I hear the compensation, maybe if Brendan does go, would be around nine million. And you mean? Uh, no, no, Brendan. I mean, I've, oh, gone, I've, gone, back, I've gone back to oh, Leicester. Sorry, uh, no, no, I brought it full circle. But John, Leicester. yeah, it would be nine million there apparently. But wow. uh, yeah, you're, that's a great point. There's no, there isn't really loyalty from the clubs if it's not going well for you. It's a results business. I uh, hear someone who's been on talking about um, GVB, Ian SJ saying not happy with him this was it came in over the weekend if he wasn't an ex-player things would be different his tactics are abysmal and the players look fatigued and discontent um, you think- know it's, it's amazing how, how quickly some things can change I mean last year Gio was a tactical uh, sorry a tactical genius yeah. for the way he was performing in Europe and dropping Lundstrom back mm-hmm. into the back three all oh, it's a masterstroke yeah. Whereas now it gets done, it's ah oh, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. You know, this again, this is the nature of football, particularly in Glasgow, when one team's no doing. There's always comparisons, or oh, they've done. They, 
Celtic won 9 0 against Dundee. So we, we've got to go and do the same, or we've got to at least put the same. Per, well, it's, it's a different game. You know, they're different teams, they play different ways. One thing you have to do is win. You have to win. It's a, it's a winning business now. Everybody wants you to win. You know, look at Celtic. Gone a whole uh, 364 days. They're shy. Not, not winning. <laughs> they lose a game. We're questioning Welsh. We're questioning Moy. We're questioning whether the fringe players are actually good enough. We're questioning the manager. How can you How can you question the manager when he came in? What he had when he first came to the club? He didn't have a player. Mm. Sorry, I had refit. He had, he, he, he no. had McGregor. Well, he it was, had the, biggest, it was the, the biggest rebuild um, yeah. in and, modern. And, and the club gave him money to rebuild, yeah. and, he, and his recruitment was very good. And he bought some really good players who came in and had an immediate and, effect. And, and it was only 10 days ago we were saying how good the squad is when he mm. can make nine changes yeah, in the cup absolutely. and still go and put on a like for like performance. Ultimately, on the day, Celtic just fell short on the day. They never performed to anywhere near the levels that we've, we've seen over this season and even, even over that 38 game run. It's just one of these days where St. Mirren won the game, they deservedly won it and Celtic were just a wee off. And you know what? That's what teams, the smaller teams are hoping for. A drop down in performance, we perform to our absolute maximum, we get a bit of luck, they miss a few yeah. chances and we take and our moments. And that's what makes a complete mockery about after five games, there's people calling up this and there's also <laughs> presenters and everything around the country saying, is the league over? And Ange just completely batted it away. Of course it's not over. It's wide open. Mick's been on saying, John, I met you at the Radisson Red the other week for the podcast yes. when we did um, Real Madrid Celtic. Uh, we were doing that with Steen and we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Uh, John, it was great to meet you, says Mick. And he wants to ask both of you, do you think Celtic changed too much at the weekend, especially with an international break? So we talked about it earlier on. Should Ange maybe have started with the, the starting 11 that he's had recently, if possible? I know Carter Vickers was injured. Well, it, it didn't work out at the weekend, OK? So making six changes it didn't yeah. work out. But again, next week he might make six changes or five changes and it'll work out. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, Paul, the front three for Celtic at the weekend... Welsh come in because Carter Vickers had a, had a knock on and Starfelt yeah. is out. So Welsh actually came in. He's got enough experience about him, but I think he might have been the only other fit centre-half to come in with, with Jens. Mm -hmm. The front three was Abada, Kyogo and Maeda. Them three are Strong. capable of winning any game. Moy's got plenty of experience. Callum McGregor started. O'Reilly came on. Hitati came on. Uh, so there was enough about Celtic to go and win that game. And everybody's saying, now, is there too many changes? But they've made changes before. Um, it didn't work on Saturday for uh, on Sunday morning for them. But if you ask Hans, I don't, I don't think he'd be blaming the players for, you know, for not stepping up. I just think it was one of those performances where St Mirren did really, really well. They had two up, they scored the two opportunities that they had, could have gone three 0 And Celtic, as Joe Hart said, it was one of those games where. Nothing really happened for them. They they had four opportunities at goal. Mm. They were they were a little bit not not clinical enough, you know. No real cutting edge. Kyogo has looked electric from the first day he mm. came. Didn't quite happen again for Kyogo. But I I think this is a time where you can't go down. You can't slam players and you can't be overcritical. You know they've just been on a mm. three hundred sixty four day unbeaten run, which is remarkable. They've lost one game. 
Leo's on from Hamilton, Kenny, and he's saying it was the strip. He doesn't like that third strip. What's that all about? Is it marketing? Have you ever had to wear a strip that you weren't too happy about? Because well, remember Man United had one that yeah, they, they, they hated. Yeah, the green and yeah. yellow. Was it the green and yeah, yellow one? No, it was the grey one. It was, it was grey as well. Black, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we had the one with Scotland, the maroon one, oh. the Georgia. Yeah. The Georgia I never seen again. I always saw the kits were a bit tight at times. Yeah. Made a triple XL, <laughs> especially that Welsh skin tight one. Oh, was it too much, John? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? But Kenny, yeah, that one we remember at Georgia. Oh my mind, that was yeah. uh, horrendous, wasn't it? Grey. I, I thought there was a clash on the telly as well with the colours. Do you not yeah, think with, with Celtic? Oh, yeah, I mean, so, just no, the other there was day. a wee bit actually. Yeah, there was strange. I was, yeah. I was trying to work out when I first flipped on who was who. To be honest with you, but yeah, yeah. it was uh, <laughs> no, it was. Yeah. You know, I, again, to answer the question, yes. I'll just give it one word. I think there was too many changes. Too many changes. I, I do think. You too. And you yeah. know, I, I know it's no telling what's it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. We're two weeks to go. If I had been one of the players left, I'd have been like, well, we've got two weeks to recover. We've got two weeks to have a week, few days off and get ourselves ready to go. So, and I just felt with the, with the momentum, there's real momentum behind that. There's a chance just to go and gain that five point gap. Again, it was big. It was looking big by it. It was a big five point gap because of how they were playing. Well, it's, it's gone now. We've got house full at Hamden tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that next. And before that, here's Angie's reaction at the weekend. We uh, didn't perform anywhere near the levels that we needed to. Um, credit to St Mirren. I thought they uh, they worked really hard and were committed to their game plan. And, um, you know, we, uh, we never really got going today. The gap is back to two points in it after those first seven games. Antonio Cholak on his birthday scored two for Rangers. Very pleased because he's, he's 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 been scoring a lot of goals uh, for us, and you know I think he's uh, was his birthday today as well. So it's always good to have players who can score, and uh, I'm happy for for Antonio, but you know happy for us as a as a club that we uh, won this game. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at MacklinMotors.com. Let's go. In the championship at the weekend, a big win for Inverness Cali Thistle moving up the table. Queen's Park, a good win at Hamilton 2-0 for them. Partick Thistle drawing 2-2 with Cove Rangers at home. And they're United losing at Wraith Rovers. So the table looks like this. Partick Thistle on 16 points after the seven games. Ayr on 14, Queen's Park on 12, Inverness on 11. And uh, the points 14 and 14. I'll give you that again, actually. <laughs> you saw what I did there. Uh, Queen's Park and... Sorry, Patrick Thistle and Ayr on 14 points. Queen's Park on 13. And Inverness on 11. Dundee on 10. I think it was the goal difference there. Kenny, it's... Uh, anything can happen in the Championship. Uh, it's hard to predict. Yeah, I mean, again, come the end of the season, I would expect Partick, Dundee, Inverness, maybe even Queen's Park to kind of be up there. Uh, I mean, Partick will be gutted. Uh, 2-0 up at home against Cove and getting pegged back... Uh, Kind of, they'll be looking at it as, as, as two points thrown away but it's always I mean you look at it shaping up to be so tight uh, in that league and it'll be it will be like that moving forward but actually I think there's a few teams when you I mean if you look at Partick's squad it's, it's strong Dundee mm. pretty strong as well so tight I couldn't get it right about the points Partick Thistle and Air on 14 Queen's Park on 13 and then Inverness on 11 then Dundee on 10 we'll find out it's going to be uh it's, that's one of the tightest tables, isn't it? Coming out of that division is not easy. Did, did Partick go close last season? They got ever so they close, did. didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Then they just missed playoffs out towards the end of the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs. yeah, they fell away, John, just at the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll be back to the Premiership 
a week on Saturday and Sunday. That weekend, of course, we've got uh, Hearts against Rangers, Celtic against Motherwell. But tomorrow night, a full crowd, what, 50,000 at Hamden, special atmosphere. Um, Stevie Clark's been speaking about the call-offs uh, so far and the call-up, which is uh, Robbie McCrory. Certainly not before the first game. Obviously, we need to monitor the situation, but I've got more than enough in the squad to cover the first game, so disappointed to lose more players, but... We knew some of them were coming, uh, so just got to deal with it and move on. McLaughlin, Grant and Brown are out. Um, the momentum, he wants to continue. We went off the boil, of course we did, when we lost uh, to the qualifier, Kenny. We thought we were hoping we'd be going to the World Cup. We've got to put that behind us. But he wants to get that momentum back. We just try to keep doing what we're doing and, and keep trying to improve on, on the system. Like I said, I, I just felt in the summer we stalled a little bit and we want to, we, we want to start that forward momentum again and, and hopefully that starts on Wednesday. And what about this Nations League? The Nations League is as important as we know because we qualified for Euro 2020. It's that long ago, I can't remember. Euro 2020 uh, through the Nations League. So we know it's important. Also, if we have a good week, we could possibly be seeded for the, the draw in October for Euro 2024. So it's an important competition for us. Kenny, have you got the team for tomorrow night or roughly how you think we're going to shape up? Well, I've, I've wrote a team down. Yeah, good. Uh, whether yep. it'll be the team or not is another, uh-huh. is another thing. Yep. Oh, I've got Gordon and Goal. Say Gordon. I see he took a knock at the weekend, but I think he's okay. Uh, I'd imagine yeah. he'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. McTominay, I'm maybe back at right centre back. Now, yeah. in the absence of Hanley, I'm thinking maybe Hendry. Mm-hmm. I st- the, the question is this for me is this is only can I be double t- kind of player I've got there? Does McKenna play left centre back who's had a no bad start mm-hmm. to the season and a decent run since he's been yep. at Forest and Tierney go to the left wing back or does oh. Tierney hold his position there and Greg Taylor get the nod? Again, I'm kind of I'm overlooking sure. Hickey to be honest because he could easily play there as well. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Patterson mm-hmm. on the right wing back, Gilmore McGregor, McGinn and Armstrong as like in a, a box if you want to call it in the middle and Adams mm-hmm. up front. So I like that would be the, the team that I would have. Armstrong and McGinn supporting Adams as a, as a lone striker. Strong team there, John, isn't it? it McTominay, is Henry, McKenna maybe, or Tierney, along with Greg Taylor, um, Patterson, Gilmore, McGregor and McGinn. And then you've got... Uh, Armstrong, Armstrong and Adams. Well, so McGinn and Armstrong yep. will kind of play off Adams, I would think. Well, that's what I would play. John, what do you think of uh, Kenny's? Isn't it? Yeah, yep. very strong. Three at the back, wing backs. You expect Patterson to be... Um, Marauding up and down that right right hand side all night, really. Gilmore is is Gilmore needs games, don't mm-hmm. he? You know, he came back from Norwich, having not that worked out for him last yep. season that loan spell. Um, so he needs he needs games. He, he's lacked games, time, minutes in his legs. Um, it's strange that the manager who brought him to Brighton is now at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, ironic. And yeah. Uh, and and obviously Armstrong, who's who's a good player, you know, uh, Stuart Armstrong down at Southampton, been there a number of years now. Um, he's in and out the team, though. Isn't he, he is in and yeah. out the team. Uh, you know, he sometimes he's he's really good, and then yeah. other times in you know, the game passes him by a little bit. But he's a, he's a player, you know. He's playing in the Premier League. And then you've got Che Adams. Uh, you just wonder whether, you know, um, and they can change that then as well. They can go to they can they can go two up. You know, if he wanted to play 
Lyndon Dykes, who actually did really, really well of late, didn't he? He scored a few goals. Really, when you're winning one nil, he's the one who stepped up and got the crucial goals for you. He's great with Scotland, isn't he? You're both well, great strikers, Kenny. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes. Oh, it was great. It was. Yeah. It was over the course of that run, uh, over the last kind of eighteen months. I mean, he's had injuries. It's kind of held him back a little bit. And in that, in his absence, his partner, who had been playing up front with him, she Adams, is kind of taking that that kind of sole striker role off him a little bit and he's been performing well and he's been getting amongst the goals as well for Scotland and he's had no bad start to the season in the Premier League as well in terms of goal scoring so I would expect it. I think Shannon will definitely play uh, I don't think he'll play too up I just think he'll play more that supporting players and, and, and there's a lot of options in that supporting role but I mean John McGinn will play that, that's, that's sure. clear uh, and I also think Carl McGregor mm-hmm. is, 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 is obviously nailed on as well Ryan Jack could go alongside him mm-hmm. but another position up, up in that kind of position off the striker Ryan Christie could do it and he has done it for a, num- a number of times Turnbull could go in there as well there is, there's so many options there I, mean, it's a, I said it's top of the shot so it's a real real strong squad yeah we're missing a few key players but there is real quality within that squad If, if you're going to play Gilmore and, um, and McGregor you would probably have to play Jack deeper I know McGregor mm-hmm. can play there as well but you that almost cover. like yeah. I, I hear so many people the boys on, on Sky the weekend they were saying McGregor's got an awful lot to do when you release McGregor mm-hmm. at Celtic sometimes he, he he fills in he goes and sits in front of the back four you know he, he's like a quarterback isn't he he does he, a lot he of the ugly work he, he? Well. he yeah. can play long he can yeah. play short he receives it on the back foot he's, he knows exactly where he is who's around him he's got great vision but I would like to see McGregor push further forward for the national team. I really would. Here's Stevie Clark. I mean, we remember as we come to the end of the summer, I think tomorrow's the start of autumn officially. So right at the start of the summer, Kenny, think back. We went in with such hope against the Ukraine to qualify. It wasn't to be. So the manager was asked today, what did we learn from it? I think they're a very good team, very comfortable on the ball. Uh, good possession. They showed they can play on counter-attack as well with the, with the third goal. Uh, we disappointed the, the way that game turned out in the summer. So... We'll try and put it right. We lost two goals that I think were, were both the first two goals were both avoidable. Uh, we could have defended better, and hopefully we defend better this time. Would that be fair to say, Kenny? Listen, they are a good team. Yeah, they are. I do think uh, over that game we never showed the best version of our, our team that day, and it can be down to them kind of keeping the ball playing really well because they are a good team. But I just think we never, we never had, once we had the opportunity to have a bit of control and impose our game onto Ukraine that day, I just think we, we fell short and it was it was a performance that I couldn't really see coming because we'd been, the, the group had done incredible. I mean, they've moved so, the strides I've made over the years under Steve has been, has been incredible and obviously it culminated in making the Euros. But uh, it was real disappointing going into that game because that said, for what we were capable of, we just never. You need to play your best at, at the big moments, and that was a, a a big game against a really really good team, and and we never hit our levels that day, and, and, we, and we suffered, you know. And the World Cup dream has ended on the day, but the, the but the group's there, and the performances within it. Again, there's not going to be too many drastic changes. I wouldn't imagine to the kind of system that, that that's been really successful for Steve over the last couple of years. So it's uh, it's about building that momentum again. He touched on it himself. Build that momentum. Start winning games again. And the Nations League's a great opportunity for us to go and qualify. Because we're seeing crowds like we hadn't seen for some time as we got towards Euro 2020, which of course happened just last summer. It seems a long time ago. I think it's a, an indication of how, how well the, the team and the squad have done over the, over the last couple of years. They've, they've got the, 
the Scottish public back on side. Two full houses at Hamden. <laughs> doesn't always happen like that, so it's, it's nice to know that the crowd will be there, and I'm sure the crowd will be 100% behind us as they normally are. And he believes in his players. I certainly don't lose faith in the, the group of players. Sometimes you have a bad uh, international window, and, and that's what happened in June, unfortunately. So we have to make sure this one's better. And what about the younger players? Certainly recently in the squads, I've always tried to bring in a younger element because you're looking for the, the next generation. And, and sometimes, and I, I know myself, I, I didn't get too many caps, but I know I was in a lot of squads as a young player. You, you go along, you get the experience, you're there, you're in around the, the lads that are playing at the top level down in England, for example, the lads that are playing up here with Celtic and Rangers. And you, it's good to have them in and involved so that when you do finally ask them to step on the pitch, they're comfortable in the environment. And I think it's, it's important that you try to build, as well as having a successful squad now, you're trying to build the next squad as well with, with half an eye on it. Maybe, maybe I won't be the one that benefits, but somebody else should come in and, and hopefully have players that are ready to perform well on the international stage. Now that's interesting you said I might not be the one to benefit. John, your Wales benefited against Ukraine. We would love to have played you. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow night, Scotland, Ukraine? Well, I think Scotland, listen, is it about revenge? I don't think so. No, you know, no. losing. I think Scotland did as best as they could. They just got beat to a better side who, who on yep. the night they showed their technical quality. They hit Scotland yep. twice on the break as Steve Clark just said. And I think, as Kenny said, he wasn't the best Scotland version that you saw. Steve Clark said they gifted a few goals away, but the Shakhtar Donetsk team, they've got eight to nine Ukrainian internationals. And Modric will be beat, here. Uh, yep. Modric, they've already beaten uh, Leipzig 3-0 away from home. They're a good side. Technically, they, they can all use the ball very, very, all, all very comfortable. Uh, I think it's Stepanenko, yep. I think it is, in the middle of the park. Um, so what's your scoreline if I push you just night. before we finish yeah what do you think I'll go a draw because yep. I've got a lot of respect for the Ukrainian players and the team because they had a very good team they beat Scotland 3-1 in the playoff was it 3-1 or was it 3-0 yep. mm -hmm. you're right 3-1 so you know I, I think Scotland will have it all to do because yep. the Ukraine know they can come to Hamden and they can win um, but Scotland will have a vociferous crowd Steve Clark mm -hmm. believes in his players and I wouldn't be surprised if Scotland went to one I'll go for a draw Kenny, are you going to sing Flower of Scotland before we go? Or what nah, do you think tomorrow night? Nah, listen, I yeah. think it, it, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. You know, uh, Any kind of result would be good. Can they win? Absolutely they can. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't be saying it with, with any great confidence. You need to see a kind of better level of performance. That's what I would say. And they're against a very good team. So it'll be a tough night. Uh, but like I say, they're more than capable. And back to the big two after the weekend. Here's the final reaction again from uh, Ange Postacoglu. I just don't think there are any elements of our performance that were reflective of the kind of team we want to be. We didn't really create kind of opportunities we wanted to. We weren't, you know, really strong defensively. It was, it was, you know, like I said, as a collective overall, it just didn't reach any near the levels of what we wanted. You shouldn't have to lose to, to learn some of the lessons we did today. I thought we, we kind of already knew that we need to perform at certain levels and. Um, Disappointing, disappointing for our supporters because <coughs> they're obviously going to you know, sit on this for a couple of weeks now and um, we've got to make sure when we come back we hit the ground running and, and um, get going again. Celtic still two points clear at the top of the table, two points ahead of Rangers who had the 2-1 win and the manager GVB relieved to get a win. Well, it's important because you know we don't have the, the full squad uh, together for 10 days and uh, it's good to win the first block with a, with a win and... Uh, you know, we can now uh, work towards hearts in two weeks and uh, you know, I'm really happy that today uh, the most important thing were uh, the three points. Alex has been on saying, what's your goal of the weekend? Can I throw it at you? 
Yeah, I've got I've got yeah. for a second in the game. I thought it was a really, really good mm. team goal, really well worked. Brilliant pass inside the fullback, good run, and love that type of finish when they just roll it across other team. I, I was actually gonna say that. Yep. I was actually gonna say Brilliant that. Well, Brilliant yeah. goal. He did, yeah. A special weekend for uh well, Mark O'Hara, young Mark to uh, score that goal against Celtic uh, from his point of view. Celtic mm. though will uh regroup. But it's been a great start to the season. Two for now, them, the lead so. is yep. cut to two points, and as Anne said, it's uh it wasn't a reflection of how Celtic have been playing as you say you know they've, they've gone so long unbeaten and maybe it won't be a bad thing nobody likes to lose but now they know that they are they can get beat if they're not at it and they weren't at it at the weekend and it cost them dearly but there you go uh, they have to get back now and hopefully uh, they'll come back with a clean bill of health not too many players injured that's what all managers want when they, when they let their players go on international duty Thank you, John. You're in London tomorrow. It's the ITV, the big launch for the yeah. World Cup. Enough said of that. And Kenny, for you, good luck at the match tomorrow night. We'll look forward to it. Right, thank you. Thanks very Thank much. You. The news is next. We're here tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant will be on at five. News is next and then it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at macklinmotors.com. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.